is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hey guys, before we get into the show, we have a great idea. You should order some booze and get it delivered to you to drink while you listen. Whoa, that is awesome. How do I do that? Saucy is beer, wine, spirits, ordered online and delivered directly to your door. What? Alcohol delivery in 30 minutes? Get out of town, Ellen. So Tens many thousands things. Of pro- that says 10,000 products. That's insane. That's crazy. I mean, they, they prices. have You can beer, order craft beer, wine, spirits. Mixers, ice, you can get ice. Oh, they even have a mobile app. You can get Fritos, too. Fritos? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would order the Ravenswood and the Fritos. Yeah, I would do that. Oh, I like the Underwood uh, can rosé. Yeah, they have rosé all day. Free delivery, guys. It's crazy. And uh, in 30 minutes, or you can schedule it, too. Yeah, you can do that, too. So if you want to get 10% off on your order, and I think that's every time, right? I do believe. You can go to boardwalkaudio.com forward slash saucy, and that's S-A-U-C-E-Y. Saucy. Get saucy and uh, (laughs) drink with us. (laughs) Yeah, we're about to drink. You should have a glass with us. Yeah. Yay. Reach out. I just drink wine. Welcome to the wine situation. Hi, everybody. We miss you. We're back. It's We're been back. a damn week. It's been a week. It's, it actually has been a week. Yeah, it's been uh, a bit of a week. Sean's here. He's a trooper. He sounds Vicodin. No, he's not a Vicodin. <laughs> Hydrocodine. Get it right. <laughs> okay, yeah. One, one. He had surgery yesterday on his mouth, and he's here. It's a minor procedure. But but yes, here. it was. They did cut things out and then sew things back together yeah. in my mouth, my gums, guys, just my gums. Yeah. Um, but I'm here, and if I sound a little like like this, it's because of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's Sean Bickles. He's the wine. This is the wine situation where we pair people's whiny <laughs> wines. We're, we've had such distressing weeks that we if you are just not going to stumbled onto this podcast <laughs> at episode 42. Yeah. Uh, we take people's know. wines and we pair them with wines. Yes, we and do. We wine and we wine and dine and wine. And Sean is qualified because he. He, uh, he helped open Barcovel. He worked with Greg Condes. He's the oh. wine whisperer. He's got his courtmaster's intro pin. Thanks, Ellen. He's got all the creds. That's Ellen Clifford over there. Hi. She. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Uh, I'm here. She... She's a freshman in high school. Hi, guys. <laughs> hey, just me. Uh, just... Got to get to cheerleading practice. Bye. Oh, my God. Bye. <laughs> So she's a renowned cheerleader. Um, <laughs> she also passed the W sets, which is the uh, Wine Educational Spirit Trust, which is the accreditation program from the Brits. Yep, yep. She has their quarter masters, her entry level quarter masters. She's just an all around Mademoiselle de Palette. Oui, oui. Oui, bien sûr. Oui, oui. I just listen to the grapes. Smooth. They you, tell me what they taste like, and then I channel it through. Your goth grapes. My goth grapes. Speaking of, what is our Grape of Thrones! High five! High five! We both we called got the it, same thing. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's Grape of Thrones now, guys. I mean, Grape of the, it's, it, it is the Grape of the Week, though. Tec- like, technically. Technically, If, if it someone is. is like, what is Grape of Thrones? We're like, it's the, the grape, grape of the, of the week. week. Yeah. It's the same, like, acronym, though. Grenache Blanc. Oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I was I was getting my acronyms messed up. That's okay. Sean, I'm, you're on Vicodin. I'm on Vicodin. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Hydrocodone. Okay, so Grape of Thrones is Grenache Blanc. Did you even know? I didn't even know until uh, several years ago that there was a Grenache Blanc. And I was at Martian Winery and I saw on the menu they had Grenache Blanc. And I was like, there's a Blanc? What? What? That was when I was first getting obsessed with wine. So. Yeah. Well, I know I first learned of it specifically as a varietal. When uh, Matt Kaner had a wine from uh, Paso Robles that was 100% Grenache Blanc. Was it by any chance from Martian? Because they make that. (laughs) Oh, no. It was actually a partnership with Sarluce and Sons. Oh, Oh, yeah. Um, They're good. But it's a huge blending varietal in all of south of France, basically. Yeah. It's it's one of the legal grapes in Chardonnay-de-Pop, one of the 13 that you're allowed. And and they grow it all over southern France in the Languedoc-Roussillon. It is a full-bodied white. It is high alcohol and low acid. It's big and sexy. Mm, It's kind of citrusy. But it can also get like kind of flabby and a little big too. I think that's the high alcohol content. That's why I would it's imagine. Often blended with Grenache Gris. Did you know there was Ooh. a Grenache Gris? There is. Oh my gosh, there's so many Grenaches. Roussan, Viognier, Macabau, Roll. It can be aged in small oak. I'm just reading stuff that I found in. <laughs> small oak, not that large oak. Small, small oak. oak. <laughs> large oak will let it get flabby. Let's see. Yeah, ingredient in white shot enough to pop. 
Oh, it's also uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was talking about Top Winery, where I, I tasted their. Oh right, uh, yeah, yeah. And Do they, they have one? Yeah, they're well. They don't have a full one, but they are using it as a blend with their Roussan to add a little a little oomph to the smart. Yeah, the smart winemakers over there. So Grenache. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. What are you making wine over there? Yeah, make some wine. What are you making? Small barrels. Small barrel wine. Is that what yeah, you're doing? That's what I got. <laughs> I don't know who that winemaker is. I, I don't know. He's, I think he's from the East Coast. <laughs> anyway, that's our Grape, Grape of Thrones. Thrones. You're welcome. White Walkers. <laughs> what? Whoa. <laughs> that's for the Grape of Thrones people. Oh, I don't. I, I came up with that. Helen's taking off her headset, you guys. Oh, She's getting cozy getting over there. It was my bangs were in my eye. Should we get into the show? Yeah, let's get into the show. You guys, this guest I've known for a very long time. Not only is she a lovely, amazing person, she's also a very accomplished casting director. She's worked on some of the most iconic films of the modern day. Um, Films like Poltergeist, E.T., Blade Runner, Footloose, Pretty in Pink, Mean Girls, Ghost of Girlfriends, Pass. She's my dear friend, the lovely Marcy Leroff. Thanks for being here. So glad to finally be here. I love that yeah. you're in the studio with us and we're about to drink wine. I know. It's, it's going to so be so much exciting. fun. Listening to you guys talk about wine, I thought I knew a little bit about wine, but I know nothing, apparently. I have no idea. <laughs> what is flabby? Flabby so would be just wine. kind of like a rounder, sort of like, not like crisp and clean, but rounder, sort of flabby. Yeah, to like oh, no I've strong, never heard that. no taste strong enough, not like not the acid there, like not refreshing, kind of, yeah. Kind of like a really like oaky Chardonnay. Like, yeah. Wine. And like like a really like heavy, like, you know, flabby wine, uh-huh. like round, robust, okay. instead of like clean and, and lean, crisp and, okay. crisp and lean. All right. Good to know. No Learned judgment on that. Every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. So like crisp and clean would be, I guess like. Pinot Grigio. Sa- Pinot Grigio, Sauvignon Blanc. Gruner Vettliner, something more round and robust would be like a Grenache Blanc or Chardonnay or... A Roussan even can or be Or Viognier. Yeah. Usually they have a thicker skin. Yeah, they okay. got thicker skin. And more sugar because you get more Not alcohol. that I've ever encountered Grenache Blanc in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> to feel its skin. Okay, Shane Goodall. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> Ella's just out there doing... Dressed sign- like a grape. <laughs> in the wild. Pretending <laughs> to be a grape. Hanging on a bush. Doing sign language to grapes. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> like, sounds great. You thirsty, me hungry. Um, so why don't you tell us what you want to whine about so we can be getting into the wine we're going to drink. I'm already opening it. Wondering what it is. So <laughs> you guys asked me and I was like, huh, what am I going to talk about? And then I suddenly over the weekend came up with this long ridiculous ranting list hilarious then, we might read from you know, that I yeah was like, hold me back hold me back <laughs> you're like wait uh, a minute we can get into all of it but really? we had one we settled on to, to- uh, so we're gonna talk about how i've become that woman in your neighborhood that <laughs> when i'm walking my dogs i start screaming at people when they're driving too fast <laughs> in my neighborhood like i've become that woman slow down slow down it's just people are such assholes and they're so crazy the way they drive and there's mm. children and cats and dogs and they're flying through stop signs oh and, no yeah. and i'm the That's one the worst. In a screen, Not okay. screaming so yeah. i've become that woman was it something that you realized like mid-scream? You're like, hey, so that, wait a uh, yeah, minute, I've become that person. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I literally had that inner voice going, oh my God, you're that woman now. Yeah. And I, I tell me. I think the world needs that woman though yeah. to I, tell the cars I, I, to slow down. But tell me, because you're a homeowner and I, I don't know if it came from that because I live in this lovely neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You do live in a lovely neighborhood. I, I guess I have neighborhood pride. Yeah, community pride. Right. And also, I, you know, I walk dogs. I, I'm, I'm walking my dogs mm-hmm. in the neighborhood and someone blows through a stop sign and almost hits someone. And, and uh, I just want people to behave yeah. like humans. And they seem to uh, not care. Um, especially like in your neighborhood, you do live in like a neighborhood. You live very close to a lot of happening things, but your street itself is pretty quiet. It's quiet. Yeah, right. it's a neighborhood. Where I live is kind of, I live right in the urban kind of center. I see. So I put up with it a lot more and have a much longer you know fuse for that but i do know what you're saying um i live in a condo but i am right by two sort of doors you can go through and there's these kids that occasionally will run through and literally slam the doors you have to run through and makes my whole wall shake and i've actually run after them and been like and they're just like tearing down like it 
really actually literally shaking the walls. So I've been the neighbor sticking my head out and being like, hey, don't slam the doors into my walls. Like, so. uh, yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. it's that moment when you realize you've become your mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 or maybe your grandmother. And it's like, oh, God, I'm old. I'm mm-hmm. now officially old. Well, cheers on that note. <laughs> what are we drinking? We are drinking the Montegabi Repasso from Valpulicella. Nice. Tenuta San Antonio. Mm. Very nice. Just north of Verona. Oh, Ooh, yeah. It's so delicious. We, we picked this because we wanted a, a slow wine. We wanted a wine that would cause you to slow down. Yeah. So <laughs> Repasso wines are basically <laughs> wines that are kind of between Amarone and Valpulicella. Mm-hmm. It's in the place of Valpolicella. But Rapassos take the punts from Amarone, the really high-end dried-out grapes that they use to make that really robust high-alcohol wine. And then they like do a repass with Corvina, the, the grape, and make a Rapasso. So it's kind of like reusing that and slowing down the fermentation process to yeah. extend it out ah. to, you know— it takes a long, long time. time just to make yeah. the Amarone that they use the skins from. So you have to wait for those grapes to dry for a long time. And then it takes them a really long time to ferment. And then you have to wait till that wine's all been bottled to take those used skins and put them in a wine that you've, a fresh it's wine. It's like the crock pot of wines. Exactly. Mm, it's been slow cooking on your counter all day. <laughs> oh, slow <laughs> cook maceration <laughs> happening. That's, so, that's exactly what it is. Pretty it's much. a crock pot. Yeah. So this Rapasso, delicious. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And I love just they're just like recycling things. They're, yeah, they're reusing skins. It's it's kind of cool to think about. Totally, and I like the fact that they you know can use it to sort of it, it bumps the alcohol a little bit too, and kind of like you know harnesses those like grapes which are so prized and are so special in their way, and kind of like gives them another life too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. It's a great wine. I'm into it. Yeah, um, I'm into it. Well, I've also become that woman who. <laughs> I have this uh, flyer in my car that I put on people's windshields when they leave their dogs in their car. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I also have a crowbar in my car. In case. Uh, which I will use to crack a window. Have you done that yet? Uh, or is it there just in case? No, because I've literally gone into markets and gotten them over the loudspeaker to make the person come out. Yeah. And so the flyer has, you know, what the temperature is outside and what your temperature is in your car. Oh, yeah. Not allowed. Not sorry. allowed. So is it never okay to leave a, the dog in a car? Uh, would you say never? I would say it would have to be pretty cold outside mm-hmm. because it is. it gets magnified inside the car. So let's say it's 70 degrees outside. You think it's nice and cool, but it actually becomes an oven in the car. Oh, I see, and dogs yeah. can't um, sweat. They sweat through their paws. Mm-hmm. And so they literally can't breathe and, and they can die a horrible death. I sound like a horrible, a, a oh crazy, <laughs> I sound no. like a crazy no, person. You care about no. your but pets. I, I care, care about, about animals. animals. And, and, yeah. uh, so uh, I'm, I'm kind of I'm a vigilante about that. Yeah. It's shocking to me how many many people get dogs. They don't realize that there's so much work and just kind of go, eh, it's fine. Yeah, they it's like, think it's like a cactus. Yeah, I think it's like a cactus or like, you know, like every day they need something. Yeah, every day. Yeah. And like they get, you know, scared when they're by themselves for too long. Right. <laughs> like, like people just get a dog and think it'll be fun. And they don't like really factor in all the elements. The care. Like, the yeah, care it's like you know? a baby. Mm-hmm. Another thing that drives me crazy in the dog world is people that drive and they have their little dog on their lap hanging out the uh, the, the window. window. Yeah. If you get hit by a car, oh, the dog's going to go flying. Yeah. The airbag's going to kill the dog, probably. I just sound like a doomsday crazy <laughs> woman. You I care think. about the dog? Yeah. I just get pissed off about uh, this stuff. People are out to get so the dogs. So I come to wine. Are you a doggy seatbelt person? Sipo? Seatbelt. Seatbelt. Oh, I thought you said seatbelt. Sorry, that's my uh, that's my slurring thing. Seatbelt person. Seatbelt. Uh, I don't have one, but I keep my dogs in the way back, and I have a uh, like a cage thing so that they can't right uh, come forward. But yeah, that's probably something I should look into. I thought about getting one my for Shelby. My dog is so friggin' giant. You I, do I don't oh, know yeah. about. What kind of dog they're, do you have? Tell us about they're your dogs. Rhodesian Ridgebacks, and they're ninety pounds each. So I don't oh, know yeah. how that would work, quite honestly. But <laughs> there must be some way. Maybe to do it. Yeah. you should get a saddle say, and just ride a saddle, your dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then everything would be slower, and they'll never be flying. Exactly. Car. <laughs> just ride into the sunset. <laughs> I love it when I see adorable. a dog that looks like a small horse. I I like big dogs. Yeah, me too. They're great. You've had some great dogs. I do have some good dogs. I first met you when you had Savannah. Savannah. Oh, you remember dog me, was Savannah. So sweet. Banana. So sweet. She was amazing. She was like a lab pit bull mix, or what she was it? She was a, a 
a pit boxer mix. Mm. And uh, very tall and leggy, and she was my first dog, and she's an, an amazing. She was like the I used to call her the Mother Teresa of pit bulls, wow. Because you know they have such a bad reputation. Yeah, and yeah, she yeah. She's just the sweetest, most wonderful dog, and I trained her to be a therapy dog. Oh, wow. And we ended up uh, working in hospitals and visiting patients and and uh, uh, taking care of them. So that that oh, was so really sweet. great. Yeah. How do you feel about dog cloning, like Barbara Streisand? Oh my god. I just heard about that. Interesting. I have a, a vet friend uh-huh. in New York, uh, Dr. Lisa Lipman, who I learned about this from her about a year ago because it's something that she introduced me to that some of her high-end clients are doing. Wow. I totally understand the dog owner who doesn't want to let go and and really can't imagine a world without a, their dog right. or, or lineage of their dog, but... Uh, I don't know if there's something a little wackadoodle about it. <laughs> there's so many dogs that need homes yeah. and so many yeah, great there's sweet that. I mean, dogs. I mean, the whole designer dog thing. I mean, I'm such a big rescue advocate, but right. I understand why someone would do it. I just, I, it's not for me. Right, right. It's, it's also probably it's, like $100,000. It's expensive. It? Uh, something stupid it's, like that. It's not for us. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it's for me either. I love Shelby, though. Shelby? If you're listening to this, go to bed. <laughs> uh, be good, uh, She's like, another reason to sleep. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I could really be that person either. I mean, I guess I'm glad it exists, but it's good to have choices. It's good to have choices. Right? You know. Yeah. Advanced science. <laughs> Um, all that stuff. I'll be right back. I'm going to freeze my eggs. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Uh, freeze my dog's eggs. Um, <laughs> I mean, she is a lady. She is a lady. Yeah. She's Little puppies. First oh. test tube puppy. First test tube puppy. Yeah, you could do it. <laughs> um, wait, so it says here that you're also doing like acting coaching and producing too. Do you want to talk about those things? It says I did here? some research what on you. you? It's you always fun to research your this friends. very James lipton I know. <laughs> I'm like when the producer. gates of heaven open. I know. <laughs> Google what search engine. To, yeah, uh, I have been coaching actors for the last ten years. It's something I love doing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the essence of of what I do as a casting director, which is working with actors, and that's the part I, I really love. I can attest to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I work with actors to help them prep for their upcoming audition, and once they have the job, I coach them then oh, cool. and uh self-tape them if they need mm-hmm. and so they uh they come over to my my office or my studio and uh we work on the audition and then uh if they're not in town i also can use skype so because I, I have many clients that are out of state mm-hmm. and uh it's something i've been doing for a while and i just I really dig it cool. i might take you up on that someday <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, i think everyone needs coaching you? yeah and oh, for sure. uh, it's good to get just another set of eyes on your work mm-hmm. before you go in and you know i have very very high-end clients who are big famous stars and mm-hmm. they get coached too. Right. And uh, Dan, it always helps to hear what someone else has to. Oh, for sure. sure. And it's different. I think being a casting director, it's different than a, another acting coach because we know what goes on in the room and what's expected of you. Right. And what's going to fly and what's not. So we have a kind of a different perspective on this than your typical acting coach. Because auditioning is very different than actually showing up and working on the day. It can be very different. And, like, there's a whole different set of parameters involved. Like, usually, like, the past couple of things this week I went out for, I'm like, I would be talking and walking and we're going to be eating and moving, you know what I mean? Like, to stand here in this any, office, yes. you know. Yeah. And uh, so I started teaching a class also 10 years ago about exactly about that mm-hmm. called Audition Boot Camp. I do it a few times a year in Los Angeles. And I've taken it on the road. I went to uh, – Buenos Aires last year oh, cool. at, at the end of the year and, and taught my classes that's, down there. That's some great Malbec. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned you like the, you like yes, the Malbec. Yes. Oh, my Lord. The wine oh. down there was so amazing. Yeah. They keep all their good stuff. And for, you know, I think t- so. $10 <laughs> a bottle, you yeah. know, just uh. astonishing wine and food. Sidebar. Okay. Uh, what were <laughs> we talking tango. about? Oh, so teaching. And so oh, yeah. I got very frustrated with actors coming in to the audition room who I knew were really good and well-trained actors, but the audition process Mm -hmm. was flustering them. Mm -hmm. And so I felt it would be a good idea to teach what the process is and and how to make that room your room because it is your three, five, ten minutes. Totally. And how to kind of empower yourself within that time. Because sometimes, you know, like that's your day of acting. 
sometimes mm-hmm. is that five minute yeah. you know moment there where you get to kind of do your thing and it should be looked at in that way and embraced in that way like well it has to be to... looked at by you first in that way right meaning right. you have to walk in there and you know rather than looking at this it, like you said something interesting before that you know it's very different than when you're on set when you're auditioning and you can look at it as here is my opportunity to show you my stuff and I've come here to work and it's all about the work and start thinking of yourself as a collaborator rather than I'm an actor I'm here for a job can you please give me a job and and if you walk in there with that state of mind that I'm here to show you my stuff I mean how often do you actually get to act not as often as not enough (laughs) so you can use this opportunity to you know be really well prepared and come in there and, and make it about the work yeah totally and having your perspective, too, of, you know, reading so many scripts and working with so many different people and seeing behind, like, I'm always wondering what happens after, like, the door shuts. I'm like, what are they, t- I know they're saying something. <laughs> well, the best thing you, you could know. do if you ever get the opportunity, and I think you've done this before, is to be a reader. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Casting that, that session. Fun. So that is it's eye-opening. better than any acting yeah. class, as I'm sure you've, you've noticed, because you just said, what are they saying when I leave? And so you as the reader, you you have a different perspective of seeing what actors do when they come in the room. And mm-hmm. you can just see that they've blown it before their ass hits the chair. Yeah. Well, in college, I took a directing <laughs> class. And when we held, you know, Casting auditions for our – and like mm-hmm. our, our fellow – actors in the acting program are coming in and they so they were our friends and they were so nervous and I couldn't believe it because I was just like oh hey I see you like we're in other classes together all the time and you're like so nervous all of a sudden and you're like it's just me it's yeah. me yeah, yeah. <laughs> chill out yeah, it's just me it's just me no but there's something that happens I think when we get in that room and you kind of like build up the stakes you know and it's it's hard not to it's hard to not have that be a part of what you're going through in that room and you have to embrace that too but you also have to just be present and kind of walk out all that other stuff and just have a good time. Yeah, kind just of connect, be of service you know? to the material and yeah. to the project and pull out all that other stuff out of there because it doesn't help you at all. And yeah, it's natural to feel that way, but you're in control of your mind and how it's spinning. Right. It's not in control of you. And so you right. have the opportunity to turn it off or let it yeah. completely screw you up. Do you have any like kind of crazy horror stories ish that without saying anyone's names or anything of like? Do we have? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, I've got a uh, ton of. Any them. one that like sing, like okay, raised, I, have, like, I have one. This person brought a, a cooler full full of high C and then drank each one. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was casting that. this uh, television pilot, mm-hmm. and the scene took place in a high end men's shave shop. And we're casting the role of the woman that was giving the shaves. Mm-hmm. And we had the actor there, the lead actor that was going to be playing the guy. And then the room full of producers and writers. Mm-hmm. And we brought in this lovely young woman. And she walks in and she says, I am so, I, I'm like, I, I never get these parts. I'm such a tomboy. Everybody thinks I have a dick. Whoa. And the whole room kind of went, <laughs> Hello. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> nice to meet Everybody you. Everybody laughs, and, and then we start the scene, and she does the scene, and she leaves the room, and the whole room looks at me like, what? Yeah. Does she have a dick? <laughs> what? And now she was actually really good, but nobody could see it yeah. because she had planted the seed of doubt yeah. that kind of grew roots and grew into a tree within the audition. And the whole time, no one was even paying attention because yeah. they were so taken by her nervous self-deprecating yeah. comment joke that didn't really land and it, it's she just talked herself out of the job you know that thing of when we bring you in and you're like huh i've never done anything a role like this yeah. is really you know not my type mm-hmm. forget that type stuff if we're bringing you in we think you're right for it right so go with it and embrace it and just bring your own take on it and don't get caught up in I'm so not right for this. I had that, I had that happen recently with the job, and I'm like, oh, I, you know, I just, I read the material. I was like, this is, really isn't me. And then I was like, who's the cast director? I'm like, oh, she's cast me in something yeah, she else. Believes, uh, yeah. So I was she like, she wants your thing that yeah. you do. And I didn't get it, but it just was in that way of like they wanted to see my flavor there. Yeah, you know, and like what it's so great about being a reader too is like you you know when it's the person, and you're like, oh, it's their part. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's so. And people great don't come in see. and do amazing jobs, and you're like, but... Yeah, you're like, oh, they're a great actor. Not them. Right. <laughs> and it's, like, pretty quick, which is also hard pill to swallow when you uh-huh. know you've worked on it for, you know, four or five hours, and 
worked hard and met with someone and had a coach and you did all that stuff. It, it doesn't mean you don't do that, but it is a little discouraging to have someone walk in and be like, oh, you're so Ingrid. You're Ingrid. You, we have to cast you, mm-hmm. you know? Even if you can barely read, you're Ingrid. <laughs> Sean, you're such an Ingrid. You are so Ingrid. <laughs> you are. Thank you. So right, what, what, are, what are the weirdest wines that you've got on the show? Ooh, Hawaiian. like you mean like Hawaiians? Hawaiians. 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 Um, let's think. I think one of the weirdest ones was my friend's uh, fear of orca whales. I was about, that was what I, exactly <laughs> really? what I was about to say. Yeah. Price Peterson, yeah. orca whales. Great he episode, has, he guys. He has issues with, uh, issues with orcas. Yeah, As he hates orcas. An orca is going to like come out of the door or like, what do you mean? Does I think he spend they, a lot of time in the water? No, he just, I so, think the idea that they're like meant to be like cute and cuddly and they do tricks and, and all that. They're like big killers. Yeah. I he's guess, like, no, yeah. they're like, they are killers of the deep and they should be eradicated. He had to reach really deep to get that one. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think we also brought an I Italian so wine with that now. too. Okay. Yeah. But we brought it in Alianico for that. Yeah. A had killer, a little, killer wine. A killer Alianico. Yeah. Okay. Kills you with tannins. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very dark, inky. Mm-hmm. Do you drink a lot of wine? I, I know you love a martini, so. We, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, we my, could have made a martini. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, it precedes me. Uh, I like red. I'm not a white fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a big California w- red wine mm-hmm. fan. I think California makes the most amazing wines. They make some great wines here, and for I sure. quite honestly don't know a lot about wine outside of California. Mm-hmm. I'm a native. I grew up here, and so um, I really have embraced. I think California wine is spectacular. I think some of my favorites come from Camus. Camus wine. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Gergich Hills. I I've love. never had no. them, and I've always heard they're <gasps> they're like Croatian or something, right? Or the people that start, I, I don't know people that started name. it. I don't know. I, I no, feel like they're they're deep Californians. Okay, you know, many many. Generations. I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> many generations. Uh, I had a friend that lived in the wine country, and she introduced me to this woman that did. Uh, I want to say like some sort of advertising or publicity for Camus, mm-hmm. and um, she had a little crush on me. Didn't realize that I didn't really play for her team, oh. and so <laughs> she gave me six bottles of. Their reserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Did you drink it all, or nice. you still have some? Oh, it was years ago. <laughs> so yeah, I drink, yeah, we yeah. drank it all. But boy, you guys, if you're really... looking to buy Marcy's yes. favor, yes, <laughs> exactly. Camus yeah. Winery. Camus. So yeah, I like a good California red, and I'm getting in, more into the rosés too. Mm-hmm. There's some great wine in California. Yeah, there really is mm-hmm. some really astounding wine happening yeah. all up and down the state, mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know. We would have brought you a. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but now, but but this is California wine from Italy. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really. And so, one thing you haven't mentioned is that we're actually kind of family in a way. Oh, that's that, true. Uh, yeah. My one of my best friends uh, in the world, Geraldine Flood, is a previous hello, guest on this podcast. Is Sean's sister-in-law. That's true. Your brother is married to her. Mm-hmm. You knew that. Did, I, did you know, did you know that? 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 that Geraldine. What? Wait. But, no, that we're, that we're really good friends. She used to work for me years ago. Geraldine and Marcy used to work together. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Way this, back. Shout out to Jerja. Shout out to Jerja. If she even has time to be listening to I podcasts know, she's right a now. Little, uh, overrun with work. Mm-hmm. But that's girl. okay. That's what we do it for, right? That's what we train for. Exactly. That's all this downtime we have to be ready to work. Exactly. <laughs> right? Just go do a podcast, walk our dogs, hang out, and then go to work. Scream at people in the Scream streets. Scream people in the streets. Yeah. I mean, I live by a junior high school, so I get it. Uh-huh. I mean, I have been out there and been like, you guys, stop it. Shut up. And yeah. like they, oh, they, they litter everywhere. And don't you just feel like your dad? Yeah, I do. See, but I've been catcalled walking up to your place, catcalled by the kids leaving. <laughs> See, yeah. Seriously, yeah. still got it, Ellen. Yeah. I don't know. Still I was just like, it. oh god, some comment about something about something redhead. I was just like, oh gross. There's a 13 year old boy catcalling yeah. me. This is not good. I mean, they're harmless. Their kids are fine, but it's just like, guys, like stop throwing garbage in my front of my oh, house. Like, yeah. like that's my biggest thing. I almost like brought a bag over to the principal's office oh, and been yeah. like, can we? Do do something totally about this. You're totally your dad. I've totally become my dad. <laughs> I even like joined the like friends of friends of King and all this other people and like to try and like you know be supportive about cleaning up the school, which they've done a really good job at. Uh-huh. But like people are like, "Why are you here?" And I'm like, "I'm the neighbor that lives right there." And I want to. And so I, you know, they're like, "Wait, you don't have a kid here?" I'm like, "No, I don't have a kid in the school. <laughs> I just want the school." Sir, to be you need better. to remove yourself. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm like, forget it, forget it. I just thought I'd help. I don't know what I'm doing here. But I went to like one meeting and 
<laughs> I'm like, can we just pick up the garbage? Thank you, bye. <laughs> but, you know, they the school has really come a long way from when I first moved there. That's good. Yeah, this this parent group around them is really, really great. You know, it shows you that when the parents come in and they do something, when the community comes together, yeah. you know, you can put speed bumps in. It takes a village. <laughs> Put some, yeah. Get some speed bumps in. Put some speed bumps in. I have a wine. I have another okay, wine. Okay. Wine. On Sunday, I was at the dog park mm-hmm. with my two do- dogs. Uh, this was in Encino at the Lindley and Victory Dog Park. I think it's called Sepulveda Basin. Mm-hmm. And my dog walks up to this dog that I think is like a Great Dane Mastiff mix, very big. And he's just standing there smelling him. And his this guy's dog just totally takes down my dog and attacks my dog. Whoa! And blood and my, oh dog my God. screaming. And I we they got separated. And I checked my dog and he's bleeding. And I said, "Sir, you need to give me your information." And he's like, "Fuck you! Your dog attacked my dog." I'm like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> Fuck you! Your oh dog God. attacked my dog." And he starts leaving the park. And so I start running, and this guy is like six foot two, 250 pounds, and I'm running after him screaming, you need to give me your information. Your dog attacked my dog. Someone help me. Someone help. No one helped me. Whoa. And this guy ran off, got in his car. I tied my dog up inside the park. I ran out after him. I took a picture of his license plate. Oh, wait, I remember seeing this. See, I have like gone far and wide with this. I took his picture. I got a picture of him. Mm -hmm. I got a picture of his license plate. Monday morning, I call the police to file a report. The police officer, Officer Gutierrez at the West Valley Police Station tells me that dog on dog is not a uh, criminal offense. So a dog biting another Hmm. dog is not a criminal offense. Talk to animal regulation. So I call animal regulation in the valley, talk to Officer LaRue, who tells me that because this was in the dog park, they have no jurisdiction. That when you go into the dog park, it's like Texas. You wave You wave your right. So it's like this magic, you know, four four square miles of magic land that LA has no coverage over, which makes it's like international waters in no the middle. Sense. So <laughs> yeah, you can gamble um, in there, right? You can said, like so, traffic drugs. You can riddle me this: so dogs can just go running around the city biting other dogs, and that's not any kind of crime. And so, well, if they bite a human, then that's a problem. So I call the DMV to try and run his license plates, and because it's not a vehicular situation, they won't do it. Ah. So I still have no idea who this guy is. You need is. to find a cop, buddy. But yeah, like I mean, like there's a liability issue when when your dog attacks another person or a dog, right? Isn't that just like a legal thing? Like, uh, you, you I know? would have to take him to small claims court. Mm. Okay. And I don't know who he is. Right. But I have literally gone crazy with social media, and people are sharing this all over the place. And he'll turn up. Yeah. How's your dog doing? Uh, yeah, he's doing much better. He's, but he's very freaked out, and, and he, his ear was split and bleeding. And, oh, man. Uh, you know, you don't want your babies to be hurt. And no. also this guy, you know, I've, I've been in this situation before, and just act like an adult and take responsibility. And yeah. the guy ran from me like a child, and no one helped me at the park, which is another thing that just broke my heart. Yeah. No one... I, you know, a woman I mean, just screaming, like, and, you know, and, and everybody just kind of looked the other no way. One they don't to want to get involved. involved. Yeah. No one wants to get involved. No one wants to get involved. We have a little splash more on that note. I'll take a splash more. Please don't think me rude. I'm going to check just because our, our next person may... I just want to make sure that's not them texting like I'm here super early and I'm ignoring them. Next person, outside. Ellen, we would never we record would never two record podcasts two on the podcasts. same night. What? That's insane. How would you do that? UCB would never... <laughs> <laughs> We we'll never do that. So yeah, hopefully uh, we'll get the word out and uh, some. Yeah. And also, this guy has a classic 1951 uh, Jeep called a Willys, which I've oh, never yeah. heard of mm-hmm. before. And it's like totally tricked out and looks like a Woody. So it's got like wood panel, mm-hmm. wood paneling on the side, and beautiful inside. And so this is a one of a kind car. So so I mean, just to hope the hope is to find this person and then to. I would court, like, or to just know, to just be like quite honestly, I would like to know that his dog has a license and has rabies shots. Oh. And of course. I want to ban him from dog parks. Of course. Because yeah. he has kind of broken the code. The code yeah. of you know bringing a, a, a vicious dog to a park and you don't get to go to dog parks anymore. Yeah. Especially because you know, if he had just handled this correctly, then I wouldn't yeah. have gone nuclear like that. Of course, I, yeah. Well, I know like Shelby can get a little aggressive. Really? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's like like one in ten dogs, and she oh. will just not like them. 
Whoa. No, she's 14 pounds. Yeah. She's so what does she do? Just goes crazy. Wow. Like, attacks like, them or? Kind of attacks. Not, well, like, never really bite, but like, oh. you know, we'll kind of like get, we'll try and go for it. Mm-hmm. Like, and is that in big dogs, a too. leash situation or? Because Typically in a leash situation. That's called leash aggression. Yeah. Oh. I think she does that. She does have that. But, but, so does she have it when she's off leash? Are you ever off leash? The only time she's had it off leash is when she's somehow raised above the other dogs. Yeah, so that's when that's when she starts to it's growl, a, I put her on the ground. I say, "You guys have to figure this yeah. out." And she always it's she doesn't a like fear it. Fear based thing. Yeah. So the leash aggression comes from she's in she's handicapped a little bit because she's on the leash. Mm-hmm. So she overcompensates to act tough. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So if I took her off the leash, she would not do it. Uh, probably, probably not. not yeah. She can't really do that on the streets. Right. You gotta yeah. keep her on a leash. Yeah. She gets crazy. She does her own. Oh, it's so much fun. She lives by her own rules. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, she's cute oh, most of the time. Yeah, she's like the sweetest. She just curls up in your lap and goes she's to sleep. So sweet. And why is she not here tonight? I know. She was sleeping. <laughs> she's having a bad hair day. No, I was saying sometimes so. you never know what's happening. It used to be like last time there was the big premiere for Tick. And uh, like yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. it's more work than too hectic. Yeah. too hectic. And sometimes she can, you know. Sometimes we've had guests bring their own dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Matt McConkie. His yeah, Matt McConkie. Bro- yeah, Faye. So oh. cute. So cute. Do you want to do a little what's in the glass? Want to do a little oh, round? Yeah, let's do a little what's play a little, in the glass. Because uh, this is a really interesting. Yeah. I've been what does thinking that mean? about it? This is a way that we sort of pick apart a wine and evaluate a wine and decide if if it's one thing or another. This is also used in blind tasting. Mm-hmm. But right now we're just like we know what it is, but it's just a way to talk about like the color, the, how it presents, the smell, the palate, all that stuff. I'm gonna leave that to you guys. Yeah, no, feel free to jump in on any point. Uh, the color, what color is it? It's kind of brick, brickish. In these glasses, yeah. quite honestly, it's very hard to. Yeah. It, it is hard. <laughs> these are the uh, yes. the great. Yes, the so it's very uh, dark brown red. Like, yeah, yeah, brickish. That's a great word. Brickish. Brickish. Yeah. Any rim variation there, Ellen? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, bit, yeah. Yeah. That's like at the rim. If you look at the rim, it like gets like darker to lighter Mm -hmm. on the side. Let's smell it. Very tart. Yeah, I'm getting like tart cherry, Mm -hmm. like unripe cherry. Mm -hmm. Or dried, (laughs) like dried raspberries or something. Oh, yeah. Dried cranberries, I think. Cranberries. It smells very brickish. <laughs> you, are you gonna, yeah, I get that. I get like a like yeah. a like a powdery mm-hmm. masony, earthy, uh-huh. earthy, earthy yeah. kind of clay thing. Mm-hmm. So then we let me sip it. More tart fruit. It's a super tart. I feel like this is tarter tart than a lot of repasos I've had. But. Yeah, me too. Usually repasos are fruitier and like more have more residual sugar. They're sweeter. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think from the tart. recycling of. Everything, like I said, yeah. you know, what you uh, that's not the right word. The reclaimed, uh-huh. <laughs> reclaimed. <laughs> reclaimed, repurposed, repurposed, repurposed yeah. um, has probably made it have that finish. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes the like usually repasos tend to be uh, sweeter and fruitier because there's so much like in these grapes, like Amarone grapes, that they dry out and almost mm-hmm. raisin them. There's so much sugar, and then they make wine from that. There's so much sugar in them, mm-hmm. yeah. so like the repasso, it like kind of elevates and makes just a regular Valpolicella a little sweeter, a little more alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this one is dry is is to me unique. Would you say, Ellen? Would you agree with that? I would say this is a unique repasso. I would say it's tartar than I'm, I'm used to tasting. It's got like the right body that's kind of like somewhere in between regular Valpolicella, which is super light, and an Amarone, which is super full. Do we guess the alcohol in this? Oh, yeah, let's guess. You take a sip and 18%. then you see. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something. That would be something. It's a good guess. It's lower. Um, 12. I'm going to go 14. 14. Yep. On the nose. <laughs> High five to me. High five. Did you have a guess or you'd seen it already? I had, I had already looked down and saw it, so I didn't guess. I mean, I might have <laughs> seen it when I bought it yesterday and not realized. Like, I could subconsciously have had it, but but I feel like I feel like it was telling me. It well, was was into my ear. Ella Victorian of our quartermaster's class. Yeah, we didn't have to do tasting for that, but it was good. Is that way. how you met? No, we met at Covell, actually. Oh. Okay. Yeah. She was uh, she was studying for her W sets and I was pouring her lots of tastes of wine. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, he does comedy stuff too, and he likes wine the same way I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're like, let's do a podcast. <laughs> oh, that's I great. don't really know you. Listen How many to a podcast. have you done? Yeah. This is probably forty. Wow. Three, four. Uh, yeah, I, I think know. it's like yeah, 
40, I think 43 or 44. Who's your favorite guest? <laughs> <laughs> I can't pick a favorite. I, I love them all. Favorites. I love them all for different reasons. Yeah, seriously. I pretty much always, by the end of my pod, uh, doing the podcast, I'm like, oh, I'm madly in love with whoever we brought whoever in. Just, yeah, because yeah, well, you sit there and you get to talk and get to know people. And I've gotten to meet so many people. It's it's wonderful. And I don't know. And it's such a great way to like talk to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a terrible thing to say, but somehow the headphones and like a microphone, it's like a different, there's like a more intimate communication that happens. Mm-hmm. And I think most people jump on board and really have a good time and, you know, communicate in a different way than they would if we were out at a bar where you'd be like, be... anyway, anyway, yeah. yeah, it's good to see you too. Uh-huh. And you're screaming. And... Who would be a good get for you? Who's somebody that you want to get? Um, wow. Uh, Pete Holmes. I would freak out if I got to meet Pete Holmes and have Pete Holmes on. We could get a non-alcoholic wine for Mark Maron. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mark Maron would be... I'd, that would be cool. Yeah. Patty Smith. I'd like Patty Smith on the pod. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Patty Smith would be great to have on. I mean, would... yeah. Trent Reznor, the true love of my life. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get. Did you guys could... listen to Alec Baldwin's "Here's the Thing"? No, I've heard it. I don't. But we would like to have him on the show. Yeah, Alec Baldwin would be great. You guys are missing out on one of the best podcasts. Oh. Besides this, of course. Should we um, hire you to cast our podcast? <laughs> hey, Whoa. Hey. Whoa. I could help you. I mean, yeah. I have someone in mind that I'm going to turn you on to when, when we're done. Okay, but cool. you guys have got to start listening to "Here's the Thing." Okay. It's um, he's probably been doing it for four or five years so there are archives upon archives but he as it turns out Alec Baldwin is one of the best interviewers you've ever heard he's got an amazing style he's so curious and articulate and he gets people talking in ways in which they never have but he had Patti Smith on and it was an amazing show oh my god he had I mean the the list of people just load a bunch on your phone and drive around but it's like everybody (laughs) from like Carol Channing to Paul Simon to so it has a lot of actors but also like the guy I'm forgetting his name he is uh, he started Starbucks and so it's just so cool. yeah. interesting to hear him talk about the business of that and I'm he has like, politicians I'm gonna make a note of that yeah, you're gonna too. love them and and there's just years of archives. And it's it's one of my favorite podcasts. He's such a good interviewer. I listened to that guy, the Starbucks guy on uh, How I Built This. Mm-hmm. Isn't he? Yeah, fantastic. Fabulous. So fabulous. And how he like came back in and like kind of re. Yeah, because he left mm-hmm. and then came back in to completely re- refurbish the place. Yeah. And his concept about employees and how to honor and cherish them yeah. and give them incentive is so refreshing in today's world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a really interesting show. Yeah. Oh, cool. Check it out. It's on my list. On my list. Yeah. Um, should we do a little lightning round? I you think it's j- about lightning round. It's about round lightning time. round time. Oh, I know. Okay. You ready? I don't know. It's lightning. A- <laughs> <laughs> Tiny. <laughs> Tiny lightning. I'm trying to emulate uh, Brendan. <clears throat> Brendan Hines. Brendan Hines. Oh, yeah. Lightning. Lightning. The end. All my like vocal effects tonight are off because of my because my procedure, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm stoned. <laughs> that too. Uh, no, because my little puffy Aww. mouth, little puffy mouth. Hmm. Let's put a little puffy mouth right okay. here. Uh, Ellen, what's your? Uh, you want to go first? What, what does amarone mean? Ooh, I don't even know. What does amarone mean? I have no idea. Does it mean like to be the best, to be the most admired, to be the most loved? I don't know. Not it means great bitter one. Great bitter one. According to like the Oxford, I might have gotten it from the wine bible, but it's probably from the Oxford. Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. Wine. Yeah, I was like, ooh, great bitter one. Ugh. Ooh, I did not know that. We are all learning something. Today. All learning something. Okay. I learned this just uh, researching. So. That's actually another good thing about doing podcasts is it forces you to learn more about what you're talking about. You're like, I need yeah. to be the author. Not a bad thing. Forces yeah. you to learn. Um, I got I got a little true or false. This one's just 50-50. You got it. Okay. Is a Rapasso considered a second wine? True or false? And a second wine is a term used by like a house. It's a version of one of the wines that they produce amongst many. True. Yes. Really? Yeah. I thought that was only a term that they used in Bordeaux for like second it's, wines, it's, but, it's, but similar. They don't use it for, for this, but it would be considered a second wine in that way. People but do, it, it is a Bordeaux classification, exactly. People do talk about Rapasso as being sort of the intro or the more affordable companion to Amarone. Amarone, since It has yeah. like notes of it, but it's a little lighter. Mm-hmm. We've already had Amarone on the show. We would have gotten you an Amarone. <laughs> <laughs> 
This I, is the rapace slowdown method. I actually kind of prefer rapaces because I like the uh, cuttingness of me them. Me too. I agree. I feel like Amarones are just so boozy, so big. You have like forceps and you're like loud. <laughs> and unless you're eating like a roast or something mm-hmm. so rich and robust, I'm like, why am I drinking this crazy wine right now? It's <laughs> a terrible idea. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> another question. Uh, so, you like, so you like cocktails. Um, Valpolicella is from the Veneto in Italy, mm. uh, that area. What uh, famed cocktail was invented in the Veneto, Venice? Uh, famed cocktail was invented in Veneto. In Venice or in Veneto, the whole region? I think it was in Venice. I think that's where the bar was. The mm. Moscow Mule. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That would be great. Like, if that sorry. I'll give you a hint. It uses Prosecco, which is another uh, Venetian type of wine. I was going to say Negroni, but that's not it. Um, Don't know. Think, think about brunch. Oh, mimosa? No. No, the one with the, oh, with the peach. With the peach. What? Bellinis. Oh, Bellini. Bellinis, yes. On the peach. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of walked us right through that. Yeah, no, we needed <laughs> so we it, did, though, yeah. obviously. <laughs> I mean, Bellini, I, yeah. if uh-huh. someone asked me that offhand, I probably wouldn't oh, immediately yeah, no. jump to that. So, okay. yeah. wow. It's a little champagne cocktail. A little champagne cocktail yeah, with some white peach. This is also the region where all like Prosecco kind of comes from. Oh. This little, this little area. Uh, my last question. Okay. Are you familiar with Italian geography? No. Okay. And then we'll at this. <laughs> so there's two bodies of water that affect this growing region. Um, do you know what they are? And it's like north... Eastern part of Italy, like the top of the leg. One's it's the inner a thigh. lake. One's Don't a lake. ask me geography questions. I know. That's like wine is so much geography <laughs> nerd. Like, oh, my, let me pull up a map. Um, lake Cuomo. Close. Lake that's Garda. The lake I know. Okay. Oh, so That's yeah. a big one. Lake yeah. Garda? Yeah. Okay. That's I the, did not like, know this. That's the, like the main lake and then the Adriatic Sea, the other side. All right, then. Those two, and like you want bodies of water next to grapes because it helps regulate temperature mm-hmm. and creates like wind flow and all that kind of stuff. That's why like Sonoma Coast Pinot Noir is so great or so popular. So, or even like San Lucia Highlands or it creates you know. high diurnal range. <laughs> yes, like it cools things down at some parts of the day when it's really hot, and others, yeah, it regulates. Regulate. Very nice. I'm going out with some big knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. You're gonna go. You're gonna go out with this big knowledge and go shake a martini. (laughs) (laughs) Get them all there. She's like, oh, that was good to know. (laughs) Question. I want to know if you recommend Malbecs to buy because you said you're a big fan. Do you have any recommended ones here? Because I rarely find in the U.S. Like Uh, I feel like they're keeping them all. Trader Joe's every once in a while gets some good Malbecs, Mm -hmm. and I can't. Remember, I know what they look like, the label, and I can't remember what they're called now. I'd have to email you when I when I see it. Sure, it's not on the tip of my tongue, but uh, every once in a while they get some really good and they're inexpensive and really great. Love them all back with the steak. Oh, yes, so good. Yeah, the steaks in Buenos Aires. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Holy mother. Yeah. Yeah, like nothing you've ever tasted. Oh my god! My brother, who is you know says he's a vegetarian, yeah. uh, he kind of went off his diet a little bit because he joined me in in uh, uh. Buenos Aires, and he yeah kind of went off his uh, he must not be regimen. Real... He, he literally was. Like, <laughs> <He's> like, <"No." laughs> Ellen's actually a vegetarian. Yeah. I, <laughs> she, she would not, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, but I'd you know roast up a shiitake mushroom to <laughs> eat with that. There you go. It'd be perfect. Something with some pepper. Yeah. Yeah. No, I unfortunately, unfortunately, would go for the steak. I think so good. so good. I think people should. Yeah. Hey, people you know, who are not me. Their own. Yes. Yeah. People who are not me. Do <laughs> yeah, your thing. Everybody do what you like. I mean, preferably it's like a humanely raised animal, yeah. but like, you know, I do what you like. Just slow down. You guys just <laughs> yeah, slow, slow down. Slow the fuck down. Slow the down. Oh, can we swear? Yeah, yeah. So it's, a little the fuck late down. it's a little late for me to be yeah. asking that we're done, right? Don't leave your <laughs> fucking dog in a car. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, um, we just have one more question, just a lighthearted question. What's bringing you some joy right now and some lighthearted happiness? Oh, gosh. Or just a thing. It's been, it's it's a a multifaceted question because I've had some really high highs in the last few months and some really low lows. Life has been really rough Mm -hmm. uh, in many ways. But I got to go to Buenos Aires, like I said, to teach. And I also uh, was asked to come to a film festival in Kilkenny, Ireland, and uh, went there at the end of last year. And so for the girl that never leaves the house, I think (laughs) I did pretty well. And I, you know, went far and wide traveling. And that brought me a lot of joy. That was a ton of fun. 
That's that great. great. Yeah, it was really, really fun. That's so awesome. Yeah, traveling is so I, – I share you in that. I don't feel like I go – Outside of California. <laughs> yeah, now that, you know, just having dogs, I, I don't want to leave them. I want to yeah. take them with me. And so I have friends that live in Montecito, so we can go up there mm-hmm. and I can take my dogs. But uh, I don't, you know, I don't like leaving them. So yeah. I just, you know, I got these invitations. And last year was all about the year and this year of saying yes to everything. That yes, was yes, my year yes, last yes, year, yes. too. Just say yes. That's yes. how I tricked him into this. Yeah, it's, yes. it's, it's, not tricked me, but I was like, yeah. she's like, you want to do podcasts? I'm like, yes. Yeah. People are like, we've well, been do web it. series? I'm like, yes. I'm like, yes. Right. It was like, yes. And now I'm doing like lots of different things, which is great. I'm very busy, but it's like, yeah. I'm like, I really, sometimes you have to just put that out there. Like just saying yes yeah, without out overthinking out and analyzing zone. out yeah. of your comfort zone. Because mm-hmm. you can get so insular, I think. Sure. And you get you know, based on your prescribed perceptions of things and you need to kind in of your like, comfort zone. in your comfort yeah. zone and you need to kind of bust out of that sometimes or at least experience outside of that to re to reevaluate those those prescribed notions that you have mm-hmm. or to change them. You right. know, anyway, well, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks Loved having, having you. Me. Loved having you in the chair. I'm going to flash my wine so I don't cheers, cheers with bad luck on you guys. Thank cheers, you, Marcy. Cheers. 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 Thanks, you guys. Glass. 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 Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> that was a good time. Oh, I love Marcy. She's uh, the best. You guys, be nice to your dogs. Be, be nice, nice to your, your fucking do- dogs. Be nice to your fucking dogs, guys. Don't treat lock them, them in like they're children, like true children. I mean, they're not exactly children, but they are. Treat them that way. But no, I mean, they they require a lot of care. Yeah. You yeah. know, they require a lot of care, and you should have good care towards your animals. I concur. Just like UCB has good care towards us. Yes, thank you, UCB. Thank you, Zig. We thank love you. you. Love you. Thank you, Thomas Strachey. Thank you, Doctor America Comedy. All our wine people. All Gregory of you. Condes, Dustin Lancaster, Matthew Kaner. Thank fucking Covell at large. Covell at large. Yeah, <laughs> sir. Sir Covell. Sir Covell. <laughs> no, Sir uh, Luch uh, from the corner. Oh, uh, Sir Luchero. Yeah, Sir Luchero. Love you. Jared Hooper. All you guys. Yeah. We love you. Oh, my God. You Next guys week? feel free to join in on the conversation. Yeah, like, like we're on the Instas. We put the pictures of our guests, what we're drinking, all that stuff. Exactly. Sometimes just random pictures of me trying to look hot with wine. I, I do that just because I'm like, you know, a <laughs> Yeah, there's like no pictures of me on the Instagram. <laughs> That's because who runs the Instagram? Hello. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Ellen is in charge of the Instagram. We'll which have to is take some okay. sexy pictures of me. I think you should. So just, just, oh, I will post them, Sean. If you do that, if you do that, I will fucking post. I that will shit. give them to you. I'll just have to like get a. We whole need to like get a situation. photographer to do some editorial pictures of us <laughs> drinking wine. Uh, I think we should do hilarious! It. That'd be fun. Let's do it. We'll do it. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. Um, up next week we have H. Michael Croner. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You guys, oh my gosh. get excited! Get excited! All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Glass, 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 I just glass, drink. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.